I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. Being able to learn to prioritize means reaching out for help mm-hmm. and so that he can help me with what I need, what I what I want, so that I can make more decisions, more yeses to getting stuff done for me. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 304. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the show. I am so glad that you are here. So Halloween is coming. Any Halloween fans out there? I I mean, I would be kind of weird if you were like anti-Halloween. Boo Halloween. I mean, unless it was against your religion or anything. I mean, I guess I can understand that. But I love Halloween and I used to get really into it in terms of costumes. Not so much the handing out of candy. I mean, this was way before I had children. I didn't even, you know, that hadn't crossed my mind yet that that was a thing to do. But it was more so about parties and dressing up. And I used to have so much fun coming up with my costume. And then it came all about, it became all about my kids and I didn't dress up for a while. But last year I dressed up as Wednesday Adams, and it was a ton of fun. This year, as I record this, well, it's one week before the podcast actually comes out. It's right in the middle of October. I have not chosen a costume yet. So don't panic. If anybody has any great ideas for me, PM me on Instagram. I will be sure to take them into consideration. And I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you who gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and got your tote bag. We did the drawing for that. These reviews and ratings matter so much, and especially for your Kick-Ass Life podcast because, because of the name, And it has a curse word in it. Can we all agree that ass is just not a curse word? I mean, what if I was selling donkeys? What if that was what the show was about? That's not a bad thing. But because it does have the word ass in it, then I have to mark the show as explicit. Even if we manage to get through an entire episode with no bad words, which does happen, it happens, it still has to be marked as explicit. Therefore, it's a lot harder for me to come up in searches. Uh, that that being said, your ratings and reviews matter that much more to me so that I can keep my job and don't become destitute. 
No, I'm being dramatic. But thank you for those of you that take the time to do that. I appreciate it so very, very much. What I have in store for you today is another coaching episode. We are going to hear from the lovely Karina. Here's what I love about this episode. First, I mean, just Karina's just the best. She has been a patron since the very, very beginning. By the way, patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. You can be coached here on the air among other great things, but it supports the show. And she's been a supporter from the beginning. She wins the book giveaway pretty much every month. <laughs> it's not, there's just not a lot of people who enter the drawing. So Karina's typically the lucky one. And what I love about this the most is that it starts out on one topic and she talks about the thing that she's wanting to accomplish the most, and it ends up going in a different direction. And that happens a fair amount of time when I'm having a coaching conversation with someone. And I really do think that so many of you are going to hear parts of your own life in what Karina is trying to accomplish. So let's get to it. Without further ado, here is the conversation with Karina. Karina, thank you so much for being here. Ah, uh, it's so nice to talk to you, Andrea. I'm so excited. I, I have you have been, of course, a part of the YKAL community for so long, and I'm so just delighted when I get to talk to people who support the community and you know just real life stuff going on. And that's why I love these these episodes so much. So thank you again for being here. And why don't we start by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what do you do? Okay, so I am from Toronto, Canada. I have, I'm a mom of two feisty, funny, fierce little girls, seven and ten. Uh, also uh, uh, married for just over a decade. And I work in accounting. So, you know, fun Excel numbers, all that uh, yeah. jazz. <laughs> nice, nice Canadian person, eh? <laughs> How fun. Okay. Well, I I love your topic because when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard this many times. People writing in and asking about this. And even even my my ongoing clients struggle with this too. So why don't you give us the gist of what you're struggling with and, and what you came here today for? All right. Uh, well, I'm pretty much trying to build new habits and I'm really struggling with sticking to routines that I know are going to be beneficial to me. Um, you know, like taking care of myself physically, like making sure that I make time to like go to the gym or just have some quiet time for myself and like having those times where I am maybe like want to have some meditation time or just relax, but um, I'm really having a hard time in regards to prioritizing mm -hmm. because I definitely find that, you know, like the day, uh, the day goes, I, I go to work, I come home, I take care of the kids, I put them to bed. And then I find myself in this spiral where I start like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early. And then what happens is I end up going the spiral. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start cleaning up. And then it just mm -hmm. leads into like, oh, well, this needs to be done. I'm here. I might as well do it. I mean, oh, look, there's something else here. Oh, look, I might as well do it. And all of a sudden, it's one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I wanted more to sleep. 
Um, and I and I, I'm really having a hard time letting go of those things that I feel like I can let go of in order to work on the things that I want to work on. Okay, so when you say like the things I want to work on, is that what you mean, like taking care of yourself more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like going to the gym, um, getting enough sleep because I feel like my, you know, it's so funny. I find myself mentally going, oh, great. I could have a nap because <laughs> instead of having uh-huh. a full night's sleep. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of like negotiating like, your, your self-care? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Done that before. Mm-hmm. Then and the nap never happens. No, the nap never okay. happens. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's it's more like, okay, well, I got to do this and this and this and this for, you know, to make sure this gets done. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, preparing stuff for the next day or, um, making sure the house looks a certain way, making sure that everything's like set. Like it just, I feel like I'm just losing the sense of what I should be prioritizing in order to make myself feel better. Okay. So, because I have, this is the part where I have like six different questions and I have to just pick one <laughs> because I, I, well, and I also said, let me just jump in a completely different direction because one of the things that jumped out at me when you were filling out your questionnaire and you said, I believe I have a hard time being honest with myself and letting things go, realizing they're not as big of a deal as they are in my head. Can you say more about that? Um, I The first thing that comes up to me is that I really have um, – I guess like the first thing that comes to mind is – just how the uh my place looks mm-hmm. because the way I was raised it was it, having the place look a certain way was such like a big priority that mm-hmm. anything less I is like kind of shameful I guess in a way okay. where I'm like okay I'm not having anybody over how how dare the how dare you let the place get to this point mm-hmm. um you know like you should be able to work and and take care of the kids and make sure they're on top of their homework and make sure they eat healthy foods and keep them on the routine while keeping a perfectly clean home and having everything in a in a great routine um and 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 make sure you take care of yourself so you look really decent in the morning (laughs) okay I'm going to tell you something and everyone listening that that you might already know, like logically and rationally in your mind, that what you just described, that list of things to do is absolutely impossible to do really well if it's just on you. Mm-hmm. And that's my next question. Like, is it just on you? Are you getting the support at home that you feel that you need? I do feel like a lot of it is on me. Um because just because um I, I can recognize that my husband and I think very differently. So this is one of like the co- a conversation that we actually had recently where I said I feel like um I have I'm constantly trying to think ahead. Whereas mm-hmm. he's very I guess the opposite, I guess in the more relaxed sense. Like for example, when I get home, I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that, you know, if they didn't eat um while they're with their grandmother, because my mom will pick them up after mm-hmm. school, um, and they're very picky. Um <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sure you can relate. Um <laughs> 
And so I'm making sure to eat and they get their routine done. But then usually, because my husband and I are on opposite schedules, uh, he usually works at night and then I work during the day. I'll come home and I'll see that nothing's been done. So I, it, it's kind of, I've kind of just, it's, I guess it's been kind of this habit, I guess, over the years where it's the yeah. onus has been on me to remind him to do things that are obvious to me. Like for right, me, it's, they're, not to him. they're not to him because when he comes home, it's just his time to relax and rest and not do the things at home because they're considered another form of work. Whereas, mm-hmm. and this is his words. Um, whereas for me taking care of the home, like I, I wasn't able to put it into words until I guess kind of recently that I realized that the sense of just, I can't relax until I feel like things are in their place and clean. And that's when are in order and that's that only then can I relax because this my home is really important to me mm-hmm. and I really want to be able to just enjoy it instead of looking around and mentally adding to this ongoing Never to-do list yeah. yeah okay <laughs> I don't at all want this to be a conversation where we're like throwing your your poor husband under the bus that didn't ask for any of this. And I, I'm just going to assume that he doesn't even realize, like, I'm going to assume that you didn't leave him with a list of things to do. And he's just like, I'm not doing any of that. Like, I'm going to relax. Like, keep, did, did, did that happen? Did you ask him? Or he just doesn't even know half the so, things that need to be done. There are lists that I do create like I've created like a cleaning list um there was one point where so he just doesn't do it because he's like oh I was really tired or I totally didn't think of it because I was relaxing oh uh-huh. by the way when he says relax I, I cringe inside <laughs> because it's, it's, like you get triggered <laughs> I, I I absolutely do because I'm okay. like well I so yeah so there was a cleaning list there was a part time where we um, a couple months ago, we made an agreement and said, okay, I will be in charge of the kitchen. I will wash the dishes. I will make sure the fridge is cleaned out. All I want you to do is make sure the both of the bathrooms are clean top to bottom mm-hmm. um, and um, that you keep on top of making sure the kids do their laundry every week. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted for two weeks. Okay. And then so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a second. Did yeah. you did you both grow up in families where typically the mother was in charge of everything and did all those like where it was those sort of roles, like traditional family roles? Yeah, like we both grew up in like single parent households. Okay. Um him later than than I because his parents divorced when he was he was young. Um but yeah, so for me, my my mom, a fierce Caribbean lady who was like, she was working, she was workaholic, worked all the time. So my responsibility was to make sure I came home, I did my homework and did my chores. So definitely made sure there were no dirty dishes in the sink. There were no dirty mm-hmm. pots on the on the stove. And so then you, I went to bed. you basically grew up in a family where the mom, you saw, you were modeled, had a mom that did most everything, all the jobs. And I'm assuming that he mostly did too.
There's definitely been times in my life where my paycheck ran out before I got paid again, and I wish I could have accessed my next paycheck a few days before I was due to get it. Well, what if I told you that can happen with Earnin? Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who, you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. For him, no, his mom never made him do chores. Okay. Oh, so he his mom just did everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Like he that's all he knows. Yeah, and it's it's not like I I'm not here to blame him. Like this is what has been modeled for him. So yeah. in his mind, you know how I talk about core beliefs all the time. Like that we that these are largely unconscious things that we just know as truth. And for him, and I'm I've never met the man, but I'm a, I'm going to make up that what he knows is true is that that the the mom takes care of everything, and it's your job, and you just were built for that. And I'm going to tell you this too, that like I said a few minutes ago, you can't humanly do all of those things. Like you could, listen, I'm going to actually take that back. You could do all of the things that are on that list. And what's going to end up happening is that I can already foresee this. My crystal ball tells me that you're going to end up resentful. Already there. Okay. Already there. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. Already there. And like, I don't want to talk to you in 10 years and have you be like, well, I left him because he said I want to relax one too many times. (laughs) Like, I don't want that for you. Like, I I want you to have what you want. And part of that is a great partnership. And I have 
I mean, also like raise his hand over here. I have been there and here's what I don't want you to do. Don't do what I did. Um, probably about seven or eight years ago, I had a complete meltdown and I made a list and it was front and back of all of the things that I do that my husband had no idea that I actually do. And I was so angry at that point and so resentful and so bitter. I was yelling, I was crying. And he was like, I don't know what you want me to just tell me what you want me to do and I'll, and I'll do it. Cause like I was at my breaking point. And so my point is, is that how this has turned out better is I have had to have more or less some come to Jesus conversations. And I have said, you know, I always talk to all of you about hard conversations and I had to show up in a way that was from a place of love and grace and integrity and that I valued my marriage and say, all right, here's what's going on. Here's my experience and here's what's going on. Here's, here's where I see this is going. I don't want that for us. I care too much about this relationship for us to get to that place, and we're headed there. And I'll tell you what, my husband might kill me for saying this. He said, I feel like I feel like you're giving me an ultimatum. And mm-hmm. I said, it's not because an ultimatum is would be me not saying anything and 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 reaching my breaking point in 10, 20 years when our kids are out of the house. And basically ultimatums are rooted in poor boundaries Mm -hmm. and hard conversations is what I was having with them. And I was saying like, this is a deal breaker for me and it's not fair for me to just not say anything and just demand, demand, demand and be crappy about it when, you know, and in a lot of people, a lot of our partners are like that. You know, if, if they're not helping around the house, it's because they were never shown that that's a thing. And they're still rooted in old um, family roles. And it's all this to say, I came from it from a place of love and compassion and saying, listen, it's 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not 1950 anymore. And if Mm -hmm. you want that kind of life, that's that's not who I'm going to be. And in order for us to have a great relationship, here's what I need to have happen are you willing to work on this with me? And put it on him and, and ask him, like, are you – I think that what needs to be communicated, Karina, is the severity of it, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing he probably doesn't realize. Um, I don't – I'm not sure. I mean, I have broken down crying before mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in front of him where I just – I said, like, uh, listen, it's it's not even just that I'm also doing any everything, but the onus is on me to think of it. The onus yeah. is on me to tell you to do it. My onus is on me to remind you to do it. So right. it's it's me running the show, and I don't want to run the show for another adult. I signed up for running the show for two kids because they're children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. So I, it's my responsibility. I, I get to, to teach them and, and, and teach them lessons. But it's kind of hard when the kids ask me, why doesn't the kids, and, I, and this is no prompting for me, they're like, how come I have to do all this, but daddy gets to sit there and do nothing? Or um, that's a great question. Yeah, and I'll say that's a great question. <laughs> Why? Let's let's Why don't you go talk ask about your dad? it. 
you know and and, and that kind uh-huh. of at the same time breaks my heart Andrew because that's not yeah how I want them to see their dad and uh-huh. how I that's not the lesson I want to teach them either that any of it's okay so does he know that your daughter asked that yes because he's asked okay. she they'll follow listen my kids are not mm-hmm. they will follow, okay. ask him okay. <laughs> does, what's his response when that's posed to him uh usually he'll say i don't know you're right and then he'll probably get up and maybe do something small uh, but then mm-hmm. you know he'll sit back down after so okay um, well, yeah. and I, I hear you when you say I, I, I get like the mental load of having to be 10 steps ahead of everything. And then you are basically taking on another, <laughs> for lack of a better word, employee in the house and you're having to manage it all. And I also am a big advocate for baby steps mm-hmm. and you're asking this man, you're asking a lot of him. You're asking him to change his identity. Uh, <laughs> you're asking him to take on more labor. And you're asking him to – it sounds like you're wanting to, him to also remember everything himself, like manage himself and do chores with you. Like that's a perfect world, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. I want that It for would you. be a perfect world. <laughs> I would definitely. I guess that's you're you're right. Um in the sense that I, I guess I, I I am asking a lot. I guess that's that's where I'm having trouble is at what point how do I find that line between it being like realistic, um, mm-hmm. and my expectations, um, you know, and then where where's that line where it's like, well, it's clear that, you know, it's it's not something that you're prioritizing in a way. Like, I guess there, uh-huh. I guess that's kind of the line where it's like, okay, what are my realistic expectations? How can I really like realistically have that accountability um, in the sense of, okay, well, we're following up and this is still not happening, and yeah. and reaching that point where, um, okay, well should I be tolerating it? You know? So that's where I'm like, I've been kind of like just going back and forth and I'm having this guilt trip. I'm not trusting my voice. I don't trust it at all. Um, just because, you know, I, I, I don't believe I'm being realistic, but I'm kind of like at this, this, this world where I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just in this corner of confusion, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's al- there's always marriage counseling, <laughs> which I am- do. You think he'd be open to that at all? Just throwing that out. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were open to it, and uh, we were going, and uh, we were given a book to work through. Oh gosh, seven pillars of marriage. Oh, uh-huh. I can't remember yeah. the name. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And uh, we were, I think, a few chapters in, and we were working on it together. And then he said that he didn't like doing it anymore. Um, Just because he said he started to feel really anxious about going into the exercises and it wasn't something that um, it was kind of hard to get him into, I guess, the mood into doing it. It's unacceptable, but I think it's understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's why I've kind of delved into like all these books where I've just been like reading on like, you know, knowing it is my choice. 
and it's my yeah. responsibility. So it's not like I, I can't control him. The only thing I can, you know, I can control is my actions and what I do. Right. And what you request and yeah. how you come at those requests. Yeah. What struck me about what you just said is that you don't trust your voice and then you kind of paused. What was going on over there? And can you say more about that? I, I don't where, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the thought of, oh my gosh, we should, I should just end this and just run away. And then in my mind, it's, well, no, you're being unrealistic. You're not trying hard enough. Do you really want to be like your family members? Um, because one thing that oh that struck me for a while um, when I was younger, my grandmother just said, you know, if you ever have kids um, when you're older, you know, things are going to be hard. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I want to have kids. And she said, well, you know, I don't blame you. We do have a family, a history of single parents. And it's just something mm-hmm. that we inherit. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I don't want. And so then now I'm in this position. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't want to inherit that. I don't, I, I don't want to be like that. Cause I guess when I entered the marriage, I had the dream of like the great two parent household, one that I never had, one that my mom never had, one that my grandmother never had, and just be like loving and supporting of raising your children together. Do you think that you are keeping quiet about certain things in your relationship as to not rock the boat and cause any problems that might send you down the path of single parenthood? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Um Yeah, because I, I can imagine it's hard. Um I don't oh, gosh, I, yes. I don't want to hurt my kids. Mm-hmm. Um there was a period we were separated and it was hard because, um, you know, the kids were crying and then he was crying and I kind of just felt like this stone figure that just didn't have any emotions. Like I was just numb to it, you know? And then eventually I kind of broke down where I was like, I didn't, I didn't want this for my kids, you know, which is why we kind of led the, the, you know, reconciliation and, and going to counseling and so forth. So well, and here, like, I'm going to take a big step back and look at the whole situation, sort of like a meta view. And again, I'm not a marriage counselor, but I'm pretty sure a lot of marriage counselors would say, like, when a couple comes in and it's a situation like an argument like this, like, I don't feel like he helps enough around the house. And the husband might say back, I think she's a nag because she's always asking me these things. I just want to relax. Like, it's not about the chores. It It rarely ever is just about the chores. Like, of course, it matters. But if you take that big step back and look at it, typically, and and I'm going to actually put the question on you, what is it that you think you're not, like, how are you feeling um, or what do you make up that he is either doing or not doing and when he's not being reciprocal and supportive with the household duties? In my head, I think he's thinking that he doesn't see the big deal mm-hmm. that I am overreacting. Or and that makes you feel how does that make you feel? Uh makes me feel angry. Mm-hmm. Um makes me feel also doubt myself because I then I start to question maybe I am overreacting. 
But then mm. I go back to then why do I feel so exhausted and, and miserable? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's, that's part of the word. Just, I feel like, okay, well, he just, he would, he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care about that because it's not important to him. Does it then make you feel like he doesn't care about you or am I off base with that? In a way, I feel like he, he doesn't because I feel like I have, and this is also not entirely on him, but maybe on me as well, that I've kind of put myself in a role of caretaker. Okay. And so he cares that I'm a caretaker so, and knowing that I will handle things. Yeah. I make yes. up that he loves that about you. Okay. Um. Thanks for sharing that. And do you see what I mean by it is, but it isn't about the chores? Yeah. It runs deeper than that. Yeah. I'm assuming you've expressed at least part of that to him or would this totally be news to him? That I feel like I'm a caretaker. Yeah. All of it. Uh, that you're a caretaker, that he doesn't care. Uh, no, it wouldn't be news to him. I have expressed, uh, this, that I feel like I'm, you know, in this role where I'm taking care instead of feeling like I have a, like, I guess a partner in crime. Uh, he's not really sure how to respond. I, I mean, I've tried to express it like verbally and written to see how how uh he can absorb the information uh-huh. so there hasn't been much of a response other than you know you're right you know this does need to change but i guess mentally i'm at this like where i feel like oh it's just lip service yeah you know and or really yeah and also the ego part of me is like i know i'm right yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't need you to tell. Obviously. <laughs> okay. I here's my suggestion and and let me let me again back up and and kind of look at it from the bigger picture and and what's happening is again it's not really about the the chores. What I'm seeing is really with any successful relationship, whether it's a friendship or, you know, a, a, a co-working thing, and especially in a partnership, they're in order for, I think that the health of the relationship, there's a direct correlation between a lot of things, but one of them is the reciprocity of the, of anything, of the love, of the trust, of the work that it takes to create a household. And I know some families have an agreement. Um, I know someone who the husband is a, a, a chief of staff surgeon, and so he works a lot. And they have an agreement where you know she's allowed to hire help, and like you know it's like a very privileged situation. And and um, but but if you don't have that, in order for the relationship to to be healthy and thrive and for everyone to feel like they're being taken care of and that they are loved and appreciated and all of these things that it takes, there has to be reciprocity. And it would sort of be like if um, – oh, I had a great analogy and now I forget what it was. Darn it. 
Um, well, it would it would sort of be like if you were at work and you had a coworker and you both you know were at the same level in a company, and that person didn't really do anything and got all the same amount of credit as you did, and you were the one doing all the work. That's going to fall apart fast. And it's it's interesting um, that I don't you know, I haven't spoken to him. I don't know I don't know what's going over what's happening over there. But I, I do think that what what is in order is a conversation where you and you know it's not going to be a brand new one. You're going to express to him how you feel about everything. And then also you said he's not sure how to respond, and he typically responds with "You're right." And then he might actually do help you out for a couple of weeks and then it ends. I wonder if it would be better if you were really clear about your requests and said, here are the things that I need you to take on. And there are things that would have, my suggestion is to make it things that would have pretty, I don't want to say dire consequences, but things where it's really going to be noticeable if he stops doing it. Or you have to make a commitment to not pick up the slack if you mm. stop. <laughs> yeah, that's where my struggle would be picking up the slap because my mind will go, no, I can't leave it like this. So <laughs> letting that go. <laughs> but that, and I also wonder has, have you, either of you done the five language, five love languages and know what your love language is? So my love language is, um, service. Okay. And his is touch. So it, I wonder if as he, which I'm sure that when he doesn't help around the house, you're not exactly wanting to be overly affectionate with him. Nope. <laughs> right. Okay. So I wonder if it would be helpful if you used your love languages. And so when he does acts of service and he does the the things that you need him to do to help around the house, you express your gratitude through hugs, kisses, affection, whatever it is that you're willing to do that will help. What I do over here in this house is I I just did it last night because uh, we're we're facing this thing um, at school where I know what's coming. Like I know that there's going to be a lot more work that's going to happen, and I told my husband before I made the request, and I said. I have no, and I text him even. I, like, I have noticed that you have been helping out so much more, and I appreciate it so much. And I see it, and I thank you. And also, this week's going to be crazy, and I'm going to need your help more. <laughs> so it's just the acknowledgement. And um, typically, people who are picking up the slack who never have like to hear that. And it's good that you know his love language. So what do you what do you think about all the things I just said and suggested? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning. 
where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Definitely, I, I think it's it would be good for me to acknowledge when he does it, for sure. And, you know, I I do want to... I do want to touch him. I do. So, I mean, that's something I definitely will work on. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to turn off the Caribbean mom in my head uh, who is like, well, why should you get a thank you? I don't get a thank you and I got to do it. I'm going to start going back. But but I understand it's it's one of those voices that I need to... um, that is something I need to to work on. It's I guess it's that stubborn, that stubbornness in me. Well, and it's also like residual feelings of resentment. I, yeah. I I completely understand it, and that's why you know I talked about in the beginning of our conversation about coming at it from a place of compassion. Like he really doesn't know any different. He is learning a new role. Like your roles are changing in your family. And it can have some, there can be a a bit of a learning curve as well as you have to give it some time to change. And I, I honestly, like I say this from experience and it's been, I'm like just like, for the sake of total transparency, I'm over here self-managing like a mofo because I have so been in your shoes and have been walking this path for so long. And I always tell everybody, everything I've learned about communication, I've learned from my my best friend, Amy Smith, over at The Joy Junkie. She has her own podcast as well. And, I ha- and she's my best friend. And so as my husband and I have been walking this path as well, there have been times where I've, I have told her, I almost like throw up in my mouth a little bit when I have to like express all this gratitude because I'm like, this, you should be, this is your fucking job <laughs> as a dad. Like, no, you don't get accolades and a medal for helping with homework and taking to and from Girl Scouts. Like, this is part of the package. And Amy's like, and she's a super feminist too. So she's like, I get it. And this is one of those things where your alternative is to not say anything. Or to be snarky, like I just was to you, and that's not going to get me what I want. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about like, okay, this is going to get me what I want, and I love this man. Like I, I also want to be in a healthy, loving relationship with him. So Karina, you're allowed to have that conversation in your head or to like your best girlfriend and say, I can't believe I had to tell this man thank you for you know doing his own damn laundry, and and then at the same time show up with love and grace as much as you can. Do you think you could do that? I could definitely work on it. <laughs> I can definitely. Um, Caribbean mom can come out with your 
friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like this is one of those conversations too where I would I would definitely want you to prep for it. Like I wouldn't just say, "Can you call him as soon as we're done on the phone here?" Like I would want you to prepare and what you also might want to consider is when you have the conversation, preface the conversation by thanking him for all the things that he has done and the things that you love about him. I mean, you don't have to go on for 20 pages, but it's it's nobody wants to listen when they're people tend to get feel backed into a corner when you come at the conversation and say we need to talk here's all the things you're doing wrong and here's how i want you to change that feels like shit you know yeah it just, yeah it does. so if you want someone to listen to you <laughs> preface it with Here's how I, you know, that the, the times that you have helped out after we've had these conversations, I cannot tell you how much that made me feel loved, how much that took off of my shoulders. And I'm so grateful for that. And don't say but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and I and I can help you too, like if if you need help, just really mapping out the conversation, because this is a big deal. It, it's not just about the stuff; it's about the reciprocity of your relationship, and you, the both of you growing together. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think you're willing to have the conversation and be grateful in the beginning and ask for what you want? Yeah, I mean, coming from I guess that that place of of gratitude and compassion I I think will will definitely help because yeah you're right I do have that lingering um resentment and also that cassette tape of ooh does yeah. anyone, I hope I people know who had a cassette tape still is um a cassette tape we're playing of um everything that he did wrong and everything that he did before. So coming from like a new place will help. Yeah. I know that you love self-help books and I know like part of what you feel the problem is, is like, I have too many books that I'm reading and I need more time to be able to read these books. (laughs) But um, John Gottman's books on communication and relationships are amazing. He might have written that one that you were talking about. Maybe it wasn't him. Anyway, I'll have to I'll have to fact check that and and put it in the show notes. But he talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which is like such a dramatic name. But he it's basically like these four things that he can guarantee if this happens a lot in your relationship, then it's going to be its demise. And one of those things is contempt. And it it sounds like you might be it. it it, it's going on in your head. <laughs> a lot of times that can come out of our mouth. And and what I mean by that is when we tell our partners, when we tell them all the time, like all the things, I mean, I did this constantly in my former relationship. Here are all the things you're doing wrong. And here are all the ways that I'm better than you. And that I wouldn't do it the way that you're doing it. And you need to change to be more like me. And then everything will be happy. Honestly, to this day, I still think I'm right. But had <laughs> work to do, though. But I wasn't seeing my part. But that that never that that is hurtful to that other person, and that that's poor communication. 
Yeah, it's it's it might be one of those books that you he has several, and I'll have to find the one that I'm talking about that you might really find interesting. Okay. Do you see how this all goes back to your original topic? Well, making I guess just prioritizing, being able to learn to prioritize means reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. And so that he can help me with what I need, what I what I want, so that I can make more decisions, more yeses to getting stuff done for me, which is yeah. One of the things that you might want to consider talking about in your conversation with him is is how you and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so and I, I'm making this up, but is is how you feel like, and you might want to kind of use this language and say what I am making up or, you know, the story I'm making up that you feel is that, you know, referring to your husband, is that I don't matter as much in this relationship, in this family, and that my time doesn't matter as much in this, in this family. It's more disposable and it's not leaving any time for me to take care of myself. Like he might not feel that way, but that's, that's how you're feeling. He's feeling. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is well, you know, it will it will get done. Trina will just it, do it. Yeah, yeah. It won't even. I like sometimes I think like he probably doesn't register that it's me doing it. He just knows it will get done, mm-hmm. and, and and that usually is in the case me. So yeah, I had when I had my meltdown. I think this was back in around 2012. I said one of the things was I said well, I yelled, have we ever run out of toilet paper? That was one of the things that I yelled. And I also said, what if I went on strike? Like, what if I legit just stopped? Do you realize how much this would fall apart? And I do not recommend saying that because he he just was like big eyed, like, oh my God, I I didn't know. Um, But it's, I, I don't, I honestly wonder if he even registers, like you said, like that, just that, I wonder if he realizes just how much work it actually is for you because so many of the tasks are what we call invisible tasks and the mental load on you. I don't think he fully understands. I think it's more like if I tell him, but it's 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 harder for him to understand unless it was I'm able to try and put it in words that or in a situation in which he would understand. Um yeah. Because I mean, there was a period of time where I, I did go on strike in regards to laundry. Okay. And he just let it pile up. <laughs> yeah. Do you still do his laundry? No, I don't anymore. Okay, good. good. <laughs> no, I that would have been my first suggestion. Like if he doesn't do his own laundry, you both work full time. He needs to be because the consequence is like he's just not gonna have any clean clothes to wear, and that's not on you. Nope. Like you're like, I do. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and yeah, I just, I do want to circle back. You did, you nailed it. Like you having help around the house is going to free up time, both just logistically and mentally for you to be able to do these things that you want to do, like go to the gym and, read more books and just take care of yourself. Because I mean, what I want to emphasize over and over again is that you matter. Your time matters. Your self-care matters. 
so much. And you know, you know, you're a role model for your daughters. Taking care of yourself is what they're going to see happen. And it's important. And it's going to start with this conversation with your partner. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to reach out to you and you and I can email back and forth if you need help with the conversation in more depth. And then I would, um, I'll check in with you in a couple of weeks and then I'll give everybody an update as to how it went. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and honest here. Uh, thank you. Thanks for just speaking with me. I mean, you're, yeah. I think just generally just listening to your podcast just had such a big effect on my life. I actually found you through Christine Hassler and okay. I just, I became, I started from episode one. So. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, it was. I didn't even have a microphone back then. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was so just, uh, thank you, Andrea. You're welcome. And thanks for being a supporter and, and coming on and, and helping so many people. And we will actually be right back with an update. So hang on, everybody. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And as far as an update, I have been corresponding with Karina to make sure that her conversation feels really good to her. She sent me her first draft. I gave her some feedback and she's still working on it. It's not that she's working up the courage. It's that she's still working on it to make sure that it's right. And we're still continuing to have the conversation, she and I. So right now I don't quite have an update for you. But I wanted to remind you that you can be coached by yours truly here on the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L, and you can find out more information from that. Again, thank you so much for being here. I love bringing these particular episodes to you. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're gonna talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice.
So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.